Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us Brian Clayton. How are you, Brian? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. It's great to be here. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's great to have you here. Um, if you don't mind taking a couple minutes and kind of explaining and, and, and introducing yourself and what you do to the audience. Yeah. So again, my name is Brian Clayton. I'm CEO and co-founder of a company called GreenPal. So GreenPal is a mobile app that works kind of like DoorDash or Instacart or Uber, but for landscape maintenance services. So if you have a home and you need to get your lawn mowed rather than like calling around on Craigslist or Yelp or Facebook, you just download GreenPal, pop your address into the app, and somebody comes and mows your yard the same day. It works kind of like, uh, like Uber, but for lawn mowing. That is such an amazing idea. <laughs> and you know, the funny thing is that whatever, whatever I use – um, Uber, whenever I use, you know, any of these apps, I'm saying, you know, as an entrepreneur, right? You're always thinking, what else could this be utilized for? What else can we do with this? Right. And that's such a great concept because, you know, you might even have a regular guy that comes every two weeks to do your lawn, for example, but then. There's times that they don't show up or they're just extra busy or their truck breaks down or something, right? Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, you have this app like, like you're ready to roll. Like as soon as you need someone, you just book them. Now, does this also include, um, you know, the, the tree work that they do? Like, you know, I'm not sure of all the terms, but you know, lawn mowing is one, right? But is it almost, all encompassing when yeah, it so, comes to so gardening. the the use case for when people first need the app is hey my grass is four feet tall and i've called 10 yeah. people can't get anybody to to return my phone call i you know the, the the case of the disappearing lawn guy or the disappearing gardener is very real and yeah. so that's kind of the initial yes. use case but then after that everything you need to get done outside of the four walls of your home you can get done with the app. So anything from like shrub pruning, tree work, snow removal, fertilizing, mulch, things like that. And it actually took a long time to get this thing going. It's about a 10-year overnight success. My, my two co-founders and I started this company a decade ago and, and uh, very humbly in Nashville, Tennessee, where we're from, and uh, spent three or four years just in Nashville getting the app to work and then slowly rolled it out city by city throughout the United States and uh, now we have uh, over 300,000 people using the app to get, get their landscape maintenance done and 32,000 contractors using it to run their lawn mowing business. That is incredible. How did you actually get into this? Like, what was the mindset behind it? Like, what is there a story behind it? Yeah, so <clears throat> I think when you're starting a new piece of technology or you're starting a new software company, I think authenticity can be a competitive advantage. And so for me, my first business was actually a landscaping company. I, I started mowing grass in high school as a way to make extra money. And I was actually forced into the, into the business by my father. He got tired of watching me play Nintendo. And he said, hey, get off your butt. I got a gig for you. You're going to go mow the neighbor's yard. And uh, luckily he did that because it just stuck with me. I, I made 20 bucks for like an hour's work. And I thought, this is awesome. I'm just going to keep doing this. And so Little by little, year after year, 
I, I grew that little lawn mowing business from just me and a push mower to to a 150 employee company over a 15 year period of time. And that business was acquired in 2013 by a national landscaping company. And so after getting it uh, to over eight figures in revenue and, and, uh, and, 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 and getting it sold, I, I figured, well, what am I going to do now? I, I need another mission. I need another, I need another project. And so the idea was, was, was very, very clear to me that it, sh- it should be like as easy as pushing a button to get this chore done that I just spent 15 years running a business in. And so it was very much an idea I knew would work. But I didn't know how hard it was going to be. It was kind of naivete as an asset. I didn't really understand how challenging it was going to be to get the project going. But we just stuck it out and got to where we are today by not giving up. Yeah, that's incredible. Now, for you, you said it took 10 years, right? Was it was it because of the technology? Because the technology has been, you know, I'm not sure. When did Uber and these guys come out? Yeah, so they uh, Uber actually was founded in 2009, believe it or not. They didn't really get rolling until about 2011, 12, and then 13. They they were everywhere, and so so when I sold my company in 13, it was all already very evident that this was the future. That 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 this that this thing was the remote control for people's lives. That the phone was going to be the way that everybody's just going to get things done. So the 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 idea was was pretty much validated. What was hard was was the execution, was building the marketplace, figuring out how to get buyers and sellers to come together to transact. And one thing that I, that I learned in the early days that I didn't really understand was that it's hard running a traditional business like what I had, a landscaping company. It's like really, really, really challenging. It's organized chaos every day. But it's, it's 10 times harder inventing something brand new. Uh, inventing mm-hmm. a brand new product, inventing a new way of doing things, uh, inventing a new way to solve a problem. And I didn't understand the difference between two until I got in the trenches building GreenPal that, wow, this is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. And, uh, and the way we kind of tackled it was just going from one level to the next. Uh, you know, we ended our first year with 20. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Just one little small, small little goals. Uh, and I knew if we kept doubling the numbers, however small they were, I, I knew they eventually would would compound. Yeah, and, and did you face any software development um, hiccups <laughs> as well? Oh yeah, absolutely. So the first mistake we made. <laughs> so so here's here's how it unfolded. So so uh, ideally, when you're building a new software product, you get a hacker and a hustler. You get somebody who knows the software development. And you get somebody who can just drive the business forward to come together. What we had was three hustlers. We didn't have anybody on the team that knew how to build software. None of us had never written a line of code. We had never tinkered with a website. We didn't know the first thing about how to build a piece of technology. And so what we thought we had to do was, well, we'll just pay a dev shop to build what we think this app should be. And then, uh, and then we'll go market it and then we'll be off and running. And so we did that. We pulled our money together. And we spent like $150,000 with a development shop in Nashville to build what we thought GreenPal should be. And it took them like nine months. We released it and it was crickets. It was dead on arrival. Uh, it was. It just didn't have the features it needed. It was buggy. It was clunky. It was hard to use. People hated it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so we, yeah. we learned the hard way that that if we were going to be in the tech business, where we were going to have to learn how to build software. And so my two co-founders and I, 
went to YouTube University, took online classes. Uh, my, oh, nice. Yeah. My co-founder took a, went to a boot camp. He put like $9,000 on his credit card to go to a, a, a software development book, boot camp. So it was, it was oh. very much like a burn the boats moment that, hey, you know, we're yeah. going all in on this thing. And it was only because we had validation from, use, from the first version from like maybe 50 people that it was a good idea and that it was worth going all in on. Yeah, that validation is important from the market, right? Yeah. And does this app, is this only for United States? Right now, yes, we're nationwide in the United States. Soon we'll be moving into Canada, then UK, then Australia. Okay. And so we're actually trying to figure that out now. Exciting. The, yeah, the internationalization of, 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 these, of these software apps is a lot harder than you would think it would be. You know, these crazy invisible lines between us are very real. And so uh, we're figuring out how to move into Canada yeah. with uh, with Toronto and Vancouver as our first markets, and we should have those rolling yeah. by next year. Good. Yeah, those are good markets. Yeah. Now, for, for an individual that goes to this app, can they also book someone that is without equipment? For example, do you have an offer where they could just get someone who's skilled? And because some residences have all the equipment, right? And they, they just want someone over and it might be more affordable for them. Is there an option of that sort? As of right now, no. We vet the service providers to at least be in the lawn mowing business. And so we uh, we, we look yeah. at their equipment. We check their references. We we talk to them. We vet them at, that they're at their, that they have that they, they have a good sound banking account and can receive payments and things like that. And so there has to be a minimum threshold for you to get that Uber like experience. It'd be kind of like uh, you know go, getting on Uber and, and the guy not having a car. You know, like like that. Yeah, yeah sure. most people expect to just push a button and just forget about it. Like just get it done. And yeah. uh, and that's what we solve yeah. for. And it's actually the, the, when we first started this, we thought we were going to be going for like the high end market, like people with private gardeners and things. And what we began to learn was yeah. that no, actually it's your, it's your working class folks, your dual income households that just don't have time to do this chore. And they understand by the time they go and get a mower and do it themselves, they're making like five bucks an hour. By the time you could just pay somebody $28, $30 on GreenPal to do it. Mm. And is this, Review based is it both um, client and company? Yeah, so it's our it's our yeah. job to make sure the actors inside the marketplace are are acting in good faith that vendors are doing what they're supposed to be doing that they're making their customers happy and so we have uh, three main ways we measure these guys and gals is through your your uh, review system you know like your five star ratings everybody's familiar with that but then we also measure how often do they show up on the day they're supposed to. How, like if you're supposed to be there on Thursday, how often they show up on Thursday? And then they get a score based on that. That's important. Yeah. And then, because like that's the main yeah. problem we solve for, for homeowners is mm. like most of the time you hire somebody yes. and they flake. They don't show up. They don't, they don't, uh, they, yeah. they don't do what they say they're going to do. And so it's our job yes. to just eliminate that problem. And so we, we measure that. Yeah. And then like, when we also measure how often they get booked for recurring services, that's a good indicator of, Oh. Were they happy? You know, was the homeowner happy? Quality. Yeah, exactly. So those three main ways is how we, we, we figure out which service providers are doing a good job for their clientele and which ones don't really care about running a, a successful small business. 
Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it, it's surprising, but I experienced it firsthand, you know, making an agreement with someone, you know, they, they sign a contract, for example, and, you know, everything, the paint, the picture is painted that, you know, I will not have any headaches. And, and I'm very clear in the beginning that, you know, please, like, if, if you're going to say you're going to do something, just do it. That's all in quality, right? Make sure the work is done nicely. Um, it's a lot harder. It's, a, it's a lot harder than you think. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah. those both. Yeah, and and the, the reason yeah, the, they're both affected. The reason is because nobody teaches us how to run a small business. We're not taught in high school. We're yeah. not even if you get a business degree in yes. even if you get a business degree in college, you're not taught how to run a business. And so for these services that have a pretty low barrier to entry, like landscape maintenance, painting, home cleaning, you know, anything around home maintenance usually have a pretty low barrier to entry. As the consumer, you basically have to train new service providers on how to run a small business just through going through this mm. pain. And so that's the burden we take off of consumers is this platform has all of these contractors vetted, they're scored, they're rated. So that way you sidestep all of that hassle. Mm. Do you provide them any training too as well on the, on the dashboard? It's kind of like a coach in their pocket. So so it's our job to oh, nice. you know to say, "Hey, okay, hey, you won your first pro lawn. Okay, here's the things that are expected from the from the client that has hired you, and here's a checklist that you got to hit." And then it's okay, now yes. now you got one. How do we get you to 10? How do we get you to 100? So it's slowly getting them from like 0 to Six figures. So we have some vendors making over a million dollars a year on our platform. Believe it or not, amazing. So, so it's little by little, training them, uh, and just through teaching them what it means to to run a successful small business, and getting them from where they are now where they want to be. So, Brian, are you looking at this long term? Are you looking at it something that you want to exit eventually? So I, you know, I built and sold one company and, uh, you know, for this one, I wanted to build a business that I enjoyed running. And so that's what I'm doing now. I, I love running this business. I work, you know, as much as I want to work on it. Uh, now that it's running, I don't have to like, uh, you know, work the, the 12 hours days, six, seven days a week anymore because the marketplace is, is running smooth now. And so as, as long as I'm having fun, I'm going to keep running it. I, I believe that, um, Every business goes through three phases. There's the startup, which is a you know a couple of people, an idea, and and then and then there's the grow up, which is like, hey, we got you know a handful of customers, and and now we're we're building an actual business. And then there's the scale up. It's like, hey, we got a hundred plus employees. You know, we've got you know we're raising capital, or or uh, or now we got executives. Mm -hmm. We got leaders of leaders. And so for me, I like the startup. I like the grow up. And I've done the scale up one time and I'm doing the scale up now and I don't know. So long as I'm having fun doing it, I'll keep doing it. Yeah. Did you ever picture yourself growing up to be doing what you're doing, like in business, entrepreneurship? For me, it was the only option. You know, it, uh, it like I said, I, you know, at an early age, I got bit by that bug of entrepreneurship really, really young. And, I, and yes. I've, I've never had a job. I've never, I've never worked a traditional job. And the way I look at it is like my business is like the storyline to my life. It's the thing that makes my life interesting. You know, if you think about like a movie, uh, you know, the, the main character is going through these these obstacles and he's overcoming these challenges and it's making the storyline interesting. 
for me, that's what my business has always been. And the other thing is like, it's, the, it's always a thing causing me to level up and grow. And that's why I always probably will be running some kind of business because it's the forcing function that, awesome. that causes me to move forward in life. So you mentioned that your dad asked you to go to the neighbors, right? That was around 12, you were 12 years old? Uh, yeah, 13, 14 years old. And it wasn't an ask. 13, it was a direct order. I wasn't living. Yeah. Direct uh, order. I, uh, yeah, that's good. It's good that you did that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't living in a democratic household. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So then uh, when my question, the reason I was asking is like earlier than that, right? Like, in your, if you can recall, if you can go back there um, before that age when you're playing Nintendo and all, did you daydream? Did you think about, okay, I'm going to own my own business um, or I'm going to work in a job? Like any of those thoughts that you can recall? One thing my parents did a really good job with, with raising me, I feel like, um, is they always connected work with getting what you want out of life. And so it didn't matter if I wanted a new pair of soccer cleats, I would have to do some chores around the house. I would have to do some work to get it. And, and so for me, um, I was able to kind of connect the dots really early that I could get anything I wanted out of life just so long as I was willing to work hard enough for it. And, uh, and when, I, when I started mowing yards, it, 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 it looked at, it became really clear to me that this could be my lane in life. I was like, man, if I could just, you know, it, it, it was almost like I fantasized about buying more. Started feeling. Yeah, I started fantasizing about buying more lawn equipment. You know, I was like, if I can get another big truck and another big mower, then I could have two guys on that, and wouldn't that be cool? And so then it became like like like, like it was a game to me, and uh, and so really early on, I learned that, and and I guess my my, my mom and dad really put the work ethic in me that in terms of understanding like Good. you can get what you want so long as you're willing to work hard enough for it, and and I'm very very lucky to have had that taught to me at a, at a young age that's great brian and from the years that you spent launching this business right from everything that you went through what would be your top three recommendations or suggestions or friendly advice that you can give the audience that you learned from those years that could help someone yeah a uh, few things that 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 looking back 22 years now, I think like a successful business is all about uh, building a successful business is all about routines, habits, and and the discipline to show up day in day out. These things are very 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 small in the early days, but they don't the 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 progress you're making doesn't add up. It compounds. And so once you get the flywheel going, you get a little bit of momentum going, then it starts to take off. And, and one of my favorite books about this is, 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 atomic, is, is Atomic Habits. And the author in that book hmm. talks about, you know, an ice cube uh, when it's melting, uh, you know, from, from like degrees 17 to 24, every degree you change, you can't see anything. Uh, and then, and then, and then once it goes into, into like 27, 28 and then 31, 32, then you start to see it melt. And then it's those last couple of degree changes that people want to say, oh, well, you know, he was an overnight success or she was an overnight success. When in reality it was, it was the four or five years before that, that nobody saw that, that, that were indistinguishable that mm -hmm. laid the groundwork. And so that's one thing I like to share with, with fellow entrepreneurs is that, is that the small incremental bits of progress you're making in the early days it's not like they add up, they compound and you have to lay that groundwork. So stick it out. 
And uh, the the, the yeah. other thing I'll, I'll I'll add is that you know a lot of times you can feel like you're too late uh, in the game. You can feel like you're too late to an idea. And the reality is is that you know if you think software is going to be around for a hundred years, well then we're in like year ten or twenty. You know it's like you're not too late. You're, you're it's just still day one. Yeah. So get in the game and and just stick it out. Be be willing to put in a decade on a good idea, and it, it will work out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you mentioned stick it out, right? Sometimes we're working on a business and we're working hard, but those, you know, the voices sometimes start talking us out of things or, you know, hey, let's just, I need a break. Let's take some few days off. You come back, you're not motivated or something, you know, something derails you emotionally. Maybe it's financial stress. Maybe it's the business not growing as you expected it to grow. And you experienced that for that many years, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure. What, what would you say they need to do for that? Because sometimes these, you know, the, the voices that we hear, they can be quite persistent, yeah. right? That these thoughts can kind of push us away from our goal. What would you say on that? You know, um, I think a lot of a lot of what comes down to becoming a successful business owner, entrepreneur, is managing your own personal psychology. That's so much of it. And what I would, what yes. I would, what has worked for me is it sounds weird, but it's like don't even worry about goals. Worry about processes. Worry about systems. And so it's so it's like, oh, I'm not hitting X, Y, or Z, or this is harder than I thought it was going to be. Take it back to the process. Take it back to the system. What are the things I'm doing today and this week and this month to drive this thing forward? And and what is the the routines day in, day out? You know, and, and, and a lot of times for a tech business like mine, it's okay, what are the 10 blog posts I'm writing this week? What are the what are the lines of code I'm shipping? What are what are the design, what are the features we're designing and working on? What, what you know, we gotta get journalists to talk about this thing social posts yeah yeah i gotta do 10 social posts i gotta i gotta reach out to 100 journalists like those are tactical things that you're doing and if you just focus on that routine that process and almost not even worry about the goals most of the time that that'll that'll take care of itself that that's what's worked for me it's always like let's take it back to what what's in my little circle of influence what is the process and the routine and let's just 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 work that process the goals will happen Love it. Love it. I bring your attention to the processes. Yeah. Focus on the processes. Yeah. yeah. And it's hard to do. What do you, what do you, <laughs> sorry, sorry. A, and I'm just, I'm speaking to my, I'm, 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 I'm preaching to myself also because it's hard to do. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, for sure. You know, and, and your success and what you have accomplished is super important that we get this type of information out there. Right. And you, you seem like a very open guy, Brian, and you're sharing what, you know, whatever's coming to you, just sharing. And that's great. Um, because the, at the end of the day, we're all trying to help people out there, exactly. right? especially nowadays. Um, and, and the more we can do for people, the better by default, everything just gets better. Otherwise, you know, I, I'm a big believer in that. Um, for your, what do you, what do you feel that your innermost superpower is that got you to this point? Yeah, I think for me, um, let's go back to a video game. One of my favorite video games back in the day was Super Mario Kart. 
And I don't know if you're familiar with this game, uh, but you had like five drivers. Yes. Uh, you had Mario, Luigi, mm-hmm. Don- uh, Donkey Kong, Bowser. Together. Right. And, and uh, if you go back and think about this game, it, every one of those drivers had one really, really, really strong skill. Like, for instance, Princess was really f- fa- fast yes. and accelerating. Toad was really good on the curvy tracks. Yeah. Bowser was, like, hard mm-hmm. to, to, like, knock off course. And he, Their inner super Yeah, power. right, right. And then you had, <laughs> then you had, you had Mario, who was, like, half good at everything. Uh, and, like, he wasn't really particularly outstanding yeah. at any one attribute, but he was, like, marginal <laughs> at all <laughs> of them. And as it turns, as it turns out... Uh, if you were just starting to use the game, he was your, the best driver you could select. And so, so I think, in a way, I'm kind of like Mario. I'm not, I'm not really good at any one thing, but I'm, I'm like, I'm like half good at a lot of different stuff to to get in there like a generalist and get in there, figure it out, get my hands dirty, and and figure out what we got to do to to drive the business forward. And uh, so that that's how I would look at myself, and and then the consistency as a superpower of just showing up day in, oh, day amazing. out working the system that we just talked so about important. yeah and 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 just not worrying yeah. about like the ups and downs because there's going to be a lot of them it's just working the process working the yeah. routine and and having that generalist mindset a lot of times we get caught up in titles where we can say oh i'm a i'm a designer therefore i can't do any engineering or i'm a project manager yeah. therefore i you i can't yourself. do any designing and the reality is you can jump on youtube university and in about a week get 80, 20 good at pretty much every skill that you're going to need to start a business. And so think about that generalist mindset in the early days, I think is, is what's helped me get to where I'm at. Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that, Brian. Um, do you, in, in, in for your, for your contractors, the, the businesses that sign up, on your platform you provide coaching for them do you provide mindset coaching as well you know they're why we do what we do really i mean we offer a nice consume a nice uh convenience to consumers but for the contractors that use the platform there's over thirty thousand of them it's why i get out of bed in the morning it's why i work on this project it's why it's why we want to grow it to, to over a million users and so helping them uh get to where they're trying to go in life is why we exist. And and so ha- having them understand, okay, this is why it's important to show up on time. This is why it's important to send a text message to your client the next day to make sure they were happy with it. You should give them points for and, that. And, and, and show them that, hey, you're winning more business since you started taking this action. And being able to close the loop mm-hmm. on, if you do this, you'll get this. It's, you know, again, no way teaches us how to run a small business. And so it's our platform's job to, to coach them along the way and get them to understand that this is what goes into running a successful small lawn mowing company. And, uh, and so that's where we really have more and more an opportunity is to continue to go down that path. Um, and that's what's, that's what's a lot of fun. We get, we get people every day hitting us up like, hey, you know, because of Green Pal, um, I made my first twenty grand in revenue this month, and I was able to buy. Amazing. I was able to buy a, a riding mower, and now I don't have to walk all day pushing. Or I was able to put a kid through college, or I was yeah. able to put a down payment on a house, or I was able to pay off student loan debt. Yeah, it feels. Oh incredible. yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of fun. That's why we. That's why we work our butts off. Yeah. On this thing. 
That's awesome, Brian. You know what? It's been an honor and a pleasure speaking to you and learning about you and your business and what you're doing for others and other entrepreneurs. Super important. Um, if there's any final words you want to share with the audience, please go ahead. Yeah, you know, uh, again, um, it's not too late. It's still day one. Get in the game. Starting and owning a business mm -hmm. is one of the best things you can do with your life. Get in the game because mm -hmm. only when you're in the game can you win at this. And and uh, it's not too late. Mm, excellent, Brian. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on our show. Um, you must be a busy guy and you're making time to appear here for our audience. You know, it's, it's, it's great. Love that, that you, you did this and to share your message and share your story and audience. Um, thank you so much for uh, participating and attending another episode. I'm super grateful that I'm here and, and able to have you guys uh, in the audience. Continue to share, continue to connect, send DMs, love them. Even with our guests, the, the show notes has everything about Brian. Um, you know, get in, get in touch with him, check out the app, use the app you know, and provide the feedback to Brian. Um, and, and also work on this stuff. Like if you're like Brian said, like every day can be day one, right? Like you can start any time. Um, and why not start today? And, and business is, is very exciting if you learn how, you know, and Brian, Brian mentioned that one point that, you don't really, we don't really learn that, right? We don't really learn how to earn money. We don't really learn how to operate a business. It's more around getting a job, right? For example. So taking that step, initial step is that decision that triggers the other consequence, um, uh, the actual steps that come right after. And mindset is a super major component to all this because we were just talking about this in the episode. There's, times where you you get derailed if, if you don't have that solid mindset and that solid foundation a lot of people quit you know or a lot of people go divert into a different direction and they waste time so you have to know that self-awareness you have to know about yourself what's going on in that inner world that fuels all this thank you again brian audience bye for now Thank you.